You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. Locked On Hornets. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. We're brought to you by uh, brought to you by Michelob Ultra. We are going to discuss the player of the week in just a moment. We have a couple of players to choose from, but it's not exactly like we have the normal people that we can actually discuss because they're all injured. PJ Washington sideline, Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, they're all sidelined. So we have a couple of guys that have had to step up in their absence and we do have multiple choices. And then, so we'll get to that in just a moment. This is also the mailbag episode. And I just got to say, this is probably the best content batch that we have received from all of the listeners on Twitter so Absolutely. far. We've got questions ranging from a bunch of different areas to the fun questions, a DMX question, which you and I are extremely excited about. We're going to get to that in the third segment. Also, just some future asset questions that people have asked us. So really got to give a shout out to the listeners for the type of content that yeah, you've given absolutely. us today. Now, this is one of the best, like most fulfilling days that we've done one of these things. And Honestly, you guys did your thing. I do want to say we have a lot of questions to get to today. So if you do not hear your question on this episode, it is not about you. It is just about the sheer amount of (laughs) questions that we've gotten. We're going to work on refining the question process so that we can bank these a little bit easier. And more importantly, just because you hear it today does not necessarily mean that you won't ever hear this question get asked per se on a future mailbag episode, I promise. It does not mean that. Yes, please. Thank you for mentioning that because we have a lot we're getting to and we're going to try to do a little bit of a rapid fire in segment two and segment three. But first, we're going to do the player of the week. Locked On has partnered with Michelob Ultra to create a custom segment across the NBA titled the Ultra Player of the Week. Each week, hosts will identify one player from their team that made the big play, got you on your feet, cheering for your team, ultimately sparking one of the three key emotions, joy, happiness, enjoyment, all of the above. And since Michelob Ultra evokes joy because enjoyment isn't the end of the game, it's the whole game. Also, Michelob Ultra contains 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So let me ask you this. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? The player of the week, we've got two to choose from. We gave it to Miles Bridges last week, a nice change of pace from Terry Rozier, who this award could be named after this season and the way that it's kind of gone on. We gave it to Miles Bridges last week. He was deserving. He could be deserving this week. But not I'm going to give it to Jalen McDaniels. That guy has been awesome. If you look back at the first game we should evaluate, it was the Oklahoma City Thunder game that is included in this week. And in that game, he scored 21 points on 9 of 14 shooting. The next outing against Milwaukee, a win, he goes 31 minutes, 7 of 11 from the field, and he scores 19. Gets hurt a little bit at the end of that Hawks game. Not as many shots he took, but hit most of them. Four of seven from the field in that one. Hit one of the two three-pointers that he took. And then you look at last night, 40 minutes for Jalen McDaniels out of necessity, but 40 minutes and playing with tons of confidence, seven of 12 from the field, hit a couple threes, 16 points, did have a couple of turnovers and fouled a little too much. He had five personal fouls, which has still been a little bit of a problem for him in this run that he's gotten. But Jalen McDaniels to me, Nada, has stepped up in a huge, huge way. 
I'm going to give the player of the week award to Jalen McDaniels. What do you think? See, I would like to agree with you there. I really would. I, I, I want to go and give it to somebody different than Miles Bridges, but he hasn't, as good as Jalen McDaniels has been, he probably hasn't been the best guy on the floor, unfortunately. Where I would probably go, I got to go to, I got to give it to Miles because in those same games, we can go back. OKC game, 16 points and probably the best player on the floor. The Milwaukee game had 26. The Atlanta game, he had 23 and one of the greatest dunks that we've ever seen on on planet Earth, especially in this decade. And then he had 13 against the Lakers. Miles has probably been the best Hornet over this stretch of four games. I can't give it, like, even though they went two and two, Miles has probably been the best, and he was better than he was last week, last week when we gave him the award. I can't give it to any. I don't feel comfortable giving it to anyone other than Miles Bridges at this point. All right, you go Miles Bridges. I go Jalen McDaniels. How much of the percentage of that vote goes to the Clint Capella dunk? Oh, uh, <laughs> is that really it? All the other stuff you said was just fluff, right? Like it was only because of that oh, dunk oh, oh, that well, you gave you it to You know what? That, that was the thing. I got to look at the numbers and I was like, okay, yeah, no, I can really justify it now. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. Like the dunk plays a, har- a large part of it, but at the same time, when you're putting up buckets like this, and you can legitimately say you're the best guy, best guy in your uniform on the floor at any given time, especially over the span of four games, I can't give it to anybody else at this point. No, it, Miles is deserving, and and I, I mean, hell, I just gave an extra point on Miles Bridges earlier this week about how much he stepped up. He's been awesome, but you start to look at McDaniel's numbers too. I mean, the guy is shooting sixty percent in the four games that we're evaluating. He's shooting above fifty percent at fifty percent or above in every single one of those games from three that he's uh, played so far, and he's even given you. You know, over 30 minutes a game. I I love what McDaniels has done, but Miles Bridges, I'm certainly not going to be mad at you for giving that award to Miles Bridges. He gets the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. So let me ask you this. Are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? I know Miles is listening to this podcast right now. I'm sure that he is an avid listener. So I hope you're happy, Miles, that we are that Nada was able to give you that award and Jalen listening to hell. Jalen can be happy as well. It's the whole game, not uh, because enjoyment isn't the end of the game. It is the whole game. And Michelob Ultra contains 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Congrats to both of those guys. Dual award winners today, Miles Bridges and Jalen McDaniels. Let's get to the mailbag questions. They were excellent. All the questions that you sent in on Twitter. We're going to get to that in just a moment. A part of the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. Exactly. Unexpected ones. Point ones to that the were- lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today pod. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get 
your podcast. All right, we're going to start with the Project C. Always appreciate the Project C, a frequent contributor for the mailbag episode. He writes this, Nada, how does an emergence of McDaniels in the near future play into front office thought process regarding bridges and or Washington value? Does one ever become likely movable? Do you think McDaniels affects the future of one PJ Washington or Miles? No, because I think no matter what, it really just means that James, that Jalen McDaniels is a rotation piece and done right. He's part of your top eight in any given rotation piece because he's shown that when he's right, he can defend, he can put the ball on the deck and he can score and he can shoot and he's a legitimate rotation piece. So it shouldn't really change what you think because you can play all three of them together. So I'm not sure that that's going to push one out the door, but it does help. It does provide insurance, and I think that's the bigger thing. that it I mean, happen. we just talked about how much I love that lineup of McDaniels at the three, Bridges at the four, and PJ at the five because of the size that it gets you on the perimeter. And PJ and Miles have this knack of protecting the rim a little bit, and PJ's played a lot better defensively. That's a dynamic lineup where you've got shooting – at the one through five position, McDaniels, that shot's legit. I mean, we just went down what he's been doing the last four games, but even last year when Borrego was leaning on him, McDaniels hitting those types of threes. So he can play that small forward spot better than what PJ and Miles can. Jalen can also play the four, but Miles can play the four pretty specifically, and PJ gives you a little bit of versatility with the four and the five. You have enough versatility throughout those three players that they can all coexist on the floor together. They can certainly all coexist on the roster together, but you don't have to give one up in order to maximize the value of the other. I really like Jalen McDaniels as a prospect. I always have. It was my bold prediction that he'd be a part of the rotation sooner rather than later this season. He was... And then he went to the bench for a long time and now he's back. I do think that we're talking about him eating into the minutes more. Like, I don't know how you sit McDaniels after the way that he's performed. Borrego won't do that, but it doesn't make PJ or miles more expendable. I don't think that at all. No, all right, no let's move not on. At all. Go ahead. Not, not at all. I completely agree with you on that. Cool. All right. Eddie Clemens writes in this question. Let's say the Hornets make it into the playoffs. Which would you rather have being swept or being up three to nothing and then losing the next four games? Would you rather have complete embarrassment or lost hope? Nada, which one would you rather have? Would you rather have the complete embarrassment or would you rather just have all of that lost hope? Let me put it this way. Both of those are complete embarrassment. It's just your choice. of It's really your glass of which way do you want to die? <laughs> which kind of that's, poison do you want to drink? Because, quite yeah, honest, because as a Yankee fan, and I would also, again, we've seen entirely too many memes of the 73-win Warriors blowing a 3-1 lead to LeBron for me to ever believe that losing losing a series after being up 3-0 is, is anywhere close to having any sort of hope. You are completely destroyed, disheveled, and p teams don't ever get over it. People get over sweeps. Teams never get over That's a good point. Never. I don't think that applies to the Charlotte Hornets. I think if it's the Golden State Warriors who have huge expectations after having literally the best regular season of all time, then that's going to be a choke job that you can't come back from as far as the reputation goes. Then people, <clears throat> excuse me, are going to talk about how Kevin Durant had to come over and save your franchise. That's a little bit of a different situation. I do think that the Clippers, of course, they got killed, but they had expectations. Like, I don't think the Charlotte Hornets 
have a ton of expectations. And if they go up three to nothing and then they eventually lose, I think they're going to get a little bit more praise than they are going to be criticized for having this epic choke job. Fair, fair. I just, I just don't see this. I don't see this team and this fan base reacting well to a three again, losing four straight games in any sort of series. I just don't see it happening that way. Again, Let me put it to you this way, Nada. Would you rather have Purple Shirt Guy and Dwayne Wade and your chances of moving to the second round, or would you rather have another Bobcat first round? Give me sweep? the Bobcats, baby. Give me the Bobcats. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you want that. All right, Blasted writes in on Twitter. Who do you guys think is the most underrated dunker in Hornets history? Nada, do you have anybody? That Gerald Henderson. <laughs> Gerald Henderson. That's who I would go with. He had. He always had those out-of-bounds lobs that he would catch. Yeah, no, it's Gerald Henderson right now. Gerald Henderson is a good answer, and I'm going to try to answer this question after I'm dying. I'm sorry that I'm having such trouble <laughs> coughing all the time, but I am resurrected. I'm from uh, coming back from the dead. Yeah, Gerald Henderson is a good answer. I really like Eddie Robinson. Like, I feel like he's one of the few uh, Hornets that basically were insignificant with their time here with this franchise that gets brought up a ton because Eddie Robinson, he could slam it. So I like the answer of Gerald Henderson. I think a lot of people would probably go with that, with that Bobcats time where they didn't accomplish a ton of things, but clearly an athletic dude. But I'm going to go with Eddie Robinson as one of the more underrated dunkers in Charlotte Hornets history. The Grindhawk, he writes in, it's a long one, so bear with me. Shout out to the Grindhawk, by the way, who always contributes. So we're going to get this question in, but this is what he writes. How would you rank LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, and Gordon Hayward, on who's the best player today, and how would you rank who's the best long-term asset for the team? How different would that list be? I'm going to repeat the players again. So LaMelo Ball, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, and Gordon Hayward. Who's the best player today, and how would that differ, or would it differ, from who's the best long-term asset? All right, a lot to digest. Hopefully we're able to make that a little bit easier to listen to. Nada, what's your answer to that question? Okay, it starts with Terry Hayward. Again, for best player right now, Terry Hayward, LaMelo, Miles, P.J. Devante. Long term, it's LaMelo, Chasm, Miles and P.J. together. Then another Chasm, Devante, <laughs> Terry, Hayward. That's how, that's how it goes. I'm going to go. I think Gordon Hayward is just still consistently the best player. Like I, I know Terry's been insane this year, yes. right? He clearly has. And I get all of that. If we're just talking about, you know, what, what kind of consistency they've shown beforehand, Gordon has shown more of that in, in his career. I'm going to say Gordon Hayward is still the best player on this team. And then it's like Terry and LaMelo for me. I think with the facilitating, I think with what he means to this roster right now, I'm going to go with LaMelo as the second best player. I think he makes more plays defensively, and I love what Terry's done. The, the guy's been awesome. I'm going to put him third. So Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, or excuse me, Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, Terry Rozier, and then I'm going to go Miles Bridges, Devontae Graham, P.J. Washington, and you guys know how much I love P.J. I just think offensively, He's been too up and down. Talk about consistency. He's not even giving you the three-point shots at the volume that Devontae is right now. Mm -hmm. I, I, I'm going to go with Devontae ahead of PJ. Now, how does that differ from my long-term asset list? I mean, clearly, it's LaMelo. The guy's <laughs> yeah. number three or four among top 25 players under 25. So LaMelo's number one, and you're right to say chasm. Huge, huge gap. Then I'm going to go PJ 
Nada. I think PJ, even with him not playing the best right now, okay. I'm going to go with PJ as the second best long-term asset for this team. Then I'm going to go Miles Bridges. Give me Gordon Hayward, Terry Rozier, because I think Terry's going to get a lot of money next season. I think it's going to be maybe a little tad too much for whatever team pays him. Okay. And then Devontae, just because I think he's expendable. And I like Devontae for what he's done. But that's a really hard question. That is I a mean, really hard question. That one's hard to that one's hard to rank, but clearly it's Lamelo number one, and I'd go PJ number two as it stands currently. All right, last one, seven oh four money bags. He writes in: Has Jalen McDaniels played his way past the Martin twins in the rotation? And then he asks: Is the PJ Washington Miles Bridges debate over? What is your response to those two questions? My first response to the question is quite on. The first question is. The Martins are very necessary. Fans don't seem to understand that those two are needed for point of attack on defense. They're needed to wear down opposing guards, especially the ones that try to initiate the offense. So not yet. Do I think Jalen does more? Yes. But I, I think we're also underestimating how much how important it, it is. And to answer the second question, no, it is not over yet. We are looking at what Miles Bridges has done in terms of year three. Let's see what happens in year three with with P.J. Washington because a lot of the stuff, and I'll continue to keep saying this, a lot of the same complaints y'all have for P.J. Washington right now are a lot of the same stuff that I heard everybody criticizing Miles Bridges about in year two. So let's like hold off on all the criticism because year three P.J. Washington might be a monster in so many yeah. different ways. I think he's a key that unlocks this team to a different type of level if he provides offensive consistency. And we've seen that before. You know, he's someone at the five, if he starts throwing up more three-point shots, hitting him at a better level, and then even just finishing at the rim, like he could do last year. That's been a big problem for him. That's been a real issue, finishing at the rim. I didn't think it would last this long, but it has, and that's been uh, one of the biggest issues for him. But PJ is someone I absolutely love. It's why I put him as the second-best asset on this roster, even with the struggles that he's had on that end of the floor. He's a key that can unlock all of this. And to agree with you, no, it's not over that Miles Bridges is way better or PJ is still a guy that you should feel 100% sure is going to turn out to be a better asset. Like if you were to rank the two's best years, I think you would put uh, and as far as every year that they've played in the NBA. So we're talking about five collectively, right? Mm -hmm. Three for miles, two for PJ. I would put miles year this season. Uh, number one, I would put PJ's rookie year. Number two, Agreed. and then I would put, you know, miles, First year three. Ooh, I'm not I sure about put, that. I'm not I, sure. I would. I would put my I would put Miles first year three. I'd put PJ second year uh second to last. And I put Miles last year last. He was not good last season. No, he wasn't. Like that's the thing. As good as Miles rookie season was, I might because of what it does, what he did defensively, PJ's season this year might be like that's where I disagree. Oh, you're saying PJ's second. Okay. Yeah. No, and, and that might be true. Fair enough on that. Yeah. Yeah, because um, that, that's the thing. We, and that's why I don't think this discussion is necessarily over. Miles might have the best season out of, the, out of all of them this year. However, PJ's got the next two 
after yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I, I can certainly buy into that. That makes a lot of sense. And as Jalen played his way past the Martin Twins in the rotation, I'd rather go Jalen McDaniels every single time. I've always wanted Jalen McDaniels. And that's, by the way, after a really good performance from Caleb Martin last night. Really good box score when you look at what Caleb was able to do. Uh, but still, Jalen, he's my player of the week. I, I think he's been awesome ever since he's been asked to step up. And so, yeah, even if they're asked to do different things, it's not exactly you're, you're not asking Jalen to do the things that Cody and Caleb can do. But still, if you're just saying, OK, who, who are the best players on this roster? Jalen is just better than both Cody and Caleb. So give me McDaniels. All right, let's talk about Bilt Bar because it's so damn good. We already went through Bilt Bar Madness. It was an awesome tournament and Coconut Brownie Chunk. Of course, it was going to win, but there are plenty of really good flavors even beyond that. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream. You know about Cherry Barcia, the OGs, Coconut Almond, German Chocolate, Salted Caramel. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. And you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in that delicious treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. You get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last as well. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. We have more questions to answer coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presence More Than... God almighty. Keep this... You're you're not deleting this at all. This is going to end up being a a, a bit. I promise you. It's going to... No. No, it's going to be a bump. It's going to be a bump. Let it... Let it... Just let it be. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. Subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. You can get full coverage of March Madness, what each of these prospects did in the tournament following it after its completion with Baylor winning the whole national championship. Also, I want you to visit BetOnline AG. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action because the NBA were dwindling down in the regular season and the playoffs are coming up soon. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They've got real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, and they've got you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. Which one do you want to go with here first, Nada? Do you want to go with the DMX question first, or do you want to save it for last? I know that's the one that we wanted to talk about most. No, I'm, sa- I'm saving Alex's question for last, because again, we're going to be the tourist guys. We're going to be the Charlotte City okay. Council on that one. Let's start <laughs> with the Andres. One. Let's start with Andres's question. Um, okay, yeah, and speaking, I'm sorry that I'm going to bur- uh, butcher this name. I really apologize for that, but Andreas Bjorknes. I actually kind of feel good th- about that yeah, one. He, I think you nailed it. A solid double on that one, man. The, thank you very much. All right, here is the question they write in. Who is the Hornets rivals like for real? And <laughs> these are our listeners. I love it. Who is the Hornets rivals like it's for the real? Miami Heat. Who is it's Who Miami is the Celtics Heat. to the Lakers? Is that what you're going with? It's the Miami, Miami? Heat. It's the Miami Heat. Absolutely. Is it only brought up because of that first round series that we had with Dwayne Wade and Purple Shirt guy? Well, there's that. There's also the um Again, I remember Cam Newton's rookie year in the middle of the Heatles and Dwayne Wade doing the Superman in front of Cam Newton and everything else like that. There's that. I mean, 
there's also the fact that LeBron basically tortured this franchise as the Bobcats and or the Hornets. So it's the heat for me. I think, you know, the Miami Heat are the it's the first team I thought of, too. And you're right. I think we do have the 2016 playoff series. And we also have Alonzo Mourning leaving the Charlotte Hornets for the Miami Heat. And I think that's probably something that also is pretty significant. And if you think about it, I mean, we've had, you know, we had the Eddie Jones. uh, Eddie Jones played for the Heat and the Hornets. Glenn Rice played for the Heat and the Hornets. Jamal Mashburn played for the Heat and the Hornets. And so did Alonzo. The one thing that's kind of unfortunate is it's tough to say that because I can't imagine Miami is answering the locked on Miami is not saying the Hornets, but we are and that we've got to have more success and we've got to have multiple battles with another team when we're both good uh, in the future. So we'll see. But I would agree. I think Miami is that team. If you were to for if you were forced to pick one, I think the heat is that that team. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Senor Fantastico, that (laughs) man, Fran. Thank you very much. He writes in. Does X have a better mainstream catalog than Nas? So I saw a lot of people actually engage in this question too. when he tweeted out, you know, rather than just us, we were going to save it obviously for the podcast. Mm -hmm. Not I'll leave it up to you first, but does DMX, does he have a better mainstream catalog than uh, Nas does? Yes. That man has five straight number one debut albums. The, The automatic answer is yes. I love Nas. Nas is one of those guys that would never be able to live up to what Illmatic was. I, it was written is better than people seem to remember it for being. I am ain't that bad. We're not going to go into the rest of the catalog because outside no. of Stillmatic, the rest of it is one of those hit or miss for me. So I, the answer is yes, though. Uh, that The best way I can put it for DMX is that man dominated so many of my teenage summers from when I was in eighth grade till I was a sophomore in college. That's how good he was. So the answer is yes, he absolutely does. He does. And I mean, Jay-Z said it right now. That's one hot album every 10 year average. Like DMX is giving you more than that. I mean, when you talk about it's dark and hell is hot, that's one of the best hip hop albums of all time. And then he follows that up with, and then it was X party up is on that album and party up alone, even with the lyrics. Like would you read the first (laughs) lyrics a part of that? It yes. makes you raise a big old eyebrow. It, it's it's almost like that moment when you find out what the YMCA is about from the village people. <laughs> and then you start yes. to read the lyrics of DMX's Party Up. It's like, wait, this is what I was getting crunk to? Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, still. And then you just kind of shrug your shoulders. All right. You know, we're still going to get crunk to Party Up. But yes, the answer is absolutely yes, nada. Like, He's got a better, and certainly if we're just going to go mainstream catalog, it's not even close. If you want to go, close. It, if we get rid of that mainstream word, nada, like where are you going? It's at, still DMX. It's still DMX, right? It's still DMX. Like mainstream because is you, the one that makes it 100% DMX. Like if, if you put that word in, then it's not even close. But even I think if you get it out of here, then the answer is is uh it's still dmx now i'm gonna i'm asking a ton of these questions because this is my favorite one i wanted to answer like for me i saw bomani jones talk about this concept one time like the difference between who is better and who's your favorite like Nas is still a better rapper 
But DMX yeah. does have a better catalog. His albums hit harder, and he's more of a favorite to a lot of different people, and I think that is a separate discussion. So give me Nas as the better rapper. Illmatic, it mean, God, it's probably top five album of all time. Like, that thing is insane. Um, but, man, t- t- like, it's dark and hell is hot. It, 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 even if it's significantly further behind, it's still a sick magnum opus, and he's still got some really good other albums out there. The answer is yes to this one, Nada. Yeah, no, this, this is ab- – yeah, yeah, this is ab- – like, this is where artistry and album making really differ for me. So if you can craft a song, if you can write, if your bars are tight, then yeah, you're a better rapper. But can you put together better albums? And Nas only has one album. Better than, and it's a crazy one. Like, look, yeah, exactly. Nobody's nobody's downplaying Illmatic, but yeah, it's it's the blueprint for the thing is what Nas did was the blueprint for every East Coast album for the neck for basically in in perpetuity. The thing is, it's dark and hell is hot. Might be the blueprint for like smash debut album for rappers. Period. Where it's again, the big thing about it is Nas was is a lot more regional than DMX was. Oh yeah, and DMX. DMX is appealing to a ton of demographics. Exactly. DMX is a P, DMX's artistry basically set the blueprint for everybody else afterwards. Well, and because he's That's different too. Like DMX, yep. I, I tweeted this out when I gave my contributions on Twitter. Somebody described him as one as uh, as one of one, and he clearly is. I mean, that who is DMX? Who? No one. Like, as far as everything that he's accomplished with that kind of style, no one is DMX. All right, let's move on. we got one more question to go. Alex writes in, not a basketball question. That's okay, Alex. Come in with any question you want to. My girlfriend and I are visiting Charlotte for the first time this week to watch the Portland game. Any suggestions on places to eat, beers to drink, places to see? Then he puts in parentheses because these are our listeners. We care about this stuff. He puts in parentheses, double vaxxed up and super mask friendly. This is our first big outing. Hell yeah, Alex. Cheers from RVA. Are we going Roanoke or Richmond, Virginia? Is that where we're going? I think that, I think it's it's Richmond. I looked it up. And I just had to make sure. Um, for Alex, I would recommend. I'm not sure if they're open this week, but because I know they're on spring break. But if they're if they are actually open, you have to do Lee and Louise. Set your appointment. Go very go early. Um, I. For beers, I would probably tell you to go to Sycamore. Sycamore, actually, no, stay away from South End. That's a bad idea. <laughs> I was so gonna. No to well, and that's more. I love Sycamore's atmosphere, but the beers. You know, I, it's funny. Yeah. I actually went there Sunday. I got my South End white boy stuff going on on South End this weekend, and uh, it was good. But the atmosphere is the better part of Sycamore. I feel like if you want to do Charlotte nostalgia, like hardcore, something to the center of the city of Charlotte. People love the OMB copper, right? Like if you're doing the touristy yeah. thing, I think you got to yeah, go with OMB. an OMB copper. Yeah, that or if you're gonna, if you want beer and pizza, South End, but not too crazy at South End, go to Protagonist. Protagonist has got some awesome pizza, awesome beer. Do that, and that's like there's a lot of this that I would probably recommend for anybody. Like if you're going out and you want some of the, a lot of these smaller breweries are really kind of mask friendly. Yeah, like, they are. So, and and of course you so got some patios fun. out there as well. Exactly. So there's ways like there's some spots in the cut. I'm not giving you my spot on the cut in in, in the cut <laughs> on this list. 
Because you know what? I don't want everybody there. And then people are going to want to talk to me about basketball. And you know we don't. I only do this on the podcast. So we'll just leave it there. How about so, when uh, it comes to places to eat, Nada, what do you think about my uh, proposal of Mertz? You can walk to the Spectrum Center from there. I'm going with ooh. Mertz as a place to eat. Mertz isn't a bad one. Mertz isn't bad. Um, but I would probably, like, like I love Mertz. Mertz is real close. But I would probably tell you, go to either Camp North End. Because they have a couple of spots over there, Lee and Louise, like I said. If not, um, ace number three for burgers. All right. There you go. That'll do it for today's mailbag episode of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Thanks, Alex. Hopefully you guys have a good time watching that game against Portland. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Also, thanks again to Michelob Ultra uh, and allowing us to pick the player of the week. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan, really any show on the Locked on Podcast Network. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day. Mm-hmm.